Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Films in Black and White. My name is Doug. And I am Marcus. And we are super excited you're joining us for episode 12. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The return of the podcast, which... Isn't that, that again? We've returned twice now. We've returned twice, which implies yeah. that we've left twice and returned twice. Like a um, daddy. For the faithful five, we've mm-hmm. gone nowhere. Mm-hmm. So like magic. Yep, that's right. We're we're not we're not going we're not going anywhere <laughs> at all. Oh man. Yeah. Um, this is a movie review episode. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna spend some time talking about the lovebirds a little bit later. But before we do that, let's just do a quick let's just do a check in and, and see how we're doing. There's a, I, I mean I, I think for most of our list, listeners and in this case viewers um, are probably readily aware of what's been happening um, across the country and specifically um, up in Minneapolis has just been some craziness and just some yeah. some really upsetting shit. Just to be honest, has been the best way to put it. So, Marcus, how are you? How are you doing? Um, it's been a long week, even though technically Monday was a holiday. So how are things going for you? Um, in all honesty, things have been just uh, tough. Uh, like I mentioned before, it's been a it's been one hell of a week. Um, very, I've just been very sad because um, these things when these things happen and they unfortunately have happened multiple times, different faces, different names. Um, you know, it gets kind of tough because especially in the context of Vermilion and where we live, I, I get times, I told my mom today, I was like, I get scared to go outside. Um, I just, I like to go directly either to their house, to Walmart, can't stay in there too long, um, you know, and then come back home. I don't like, and you know, obviously go to work, but you know, it gets very, very sad and you just get kind of more cautious because you never know what people think, how they feel, even in, in, in areas of okay, maybe they're not racist, but they just disagree with how things are being handled and then they kind of reflect all that energy towards you. Um, so you just never know how people feel. So it's been, a, it's been a very heavy week, I think is the best word that I can say. Just I had to stop looking at the news, no matter what app I was going through. And we're in quarantine, so it's like you really can't do much. So um, at one point I was like, I just want to delete everything, but then that disconnects me from everything and that hides me from the truth and the reality of life and I can't run from that. So, um, and I can't stop my life. I have to keep going, have to keep pushing. So it's, it's been a really rough week, a lot of praying, um, you know, yeah, yeah, it's been tough. How about you? Um, yeah, I would say it's been a weird week. Um, and I say, and I use the word weird because... Um, I'm fully aware, or I try to be aware, um, of the privilege that my identity affords me. Um, and I try really hard when these incidences happen not to make it about me with my statement. Hmm. Like, I, 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 I get really nervous about this type of stuff, just to be entirely transparent. Um, I get very nervous about making any type of statement on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. Um, because I'm worried that people are going to think in the back of the head, my, their head, that it's not genuine. Mm-hmm. So what I've been really struggling with over the course of the week is how can I genuinely show so sh- show support? Excuse me. How can I genuinely show that support 
for people that I care about, for you and your family. Um, you guys are very, very close to me and people I, I care about dearly. Um, I carry very, very, very much about the equity and the equality for all, um, and, and especially those who have been disenfranchised and, and murdered at a rate that is just horrifying to address and to talk about openly. I've been struggling to figure out how to make a statement that that's genuine. Mm -hmm. um, and so I try to give people their space and I don't, I don't try to do too much, but, but that's, that's kind of where my at, I'm at. Um, my heart breaks for the city of Minneapolis. Um, yeah. I, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. I lived in Houston for about four years before we moved up to the Twin Cities. So Twin Cities has always been home for me. Um, I was saying to Marcus and I've said to others that uh, I went to high school about half a mile away, aware from where that, that man was, was murdered by Minneapolis Police Department. So um, it's been weird because I watched those places and I have memories of driving by and I have memories of all of it um, that are now, they're not tainted, but they're just through a different lens. So yeah, yeah it's been a weird week. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I hope that all makes sense, but that's- no. Yeah, I think, it makes, I, think, I think it makes perfect sense. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit more, I try my best to be, uh, I'm not gonna say lenient, cause that makes it seem like I'm in a position of power to be that, um, to be more open-minded and mindful. Mm -hmm. of uh, where I am, the context of where I am. And so a lot of posts go around about, and we had this discussion before, which is really crazy, um, yeah. when we had the forum about um, activists and allies and the importance of activists and allies and like how I'm not an activist, although I may be able to articulate myself and word things in a way that sound powerful and meaningful, I never consider myself an activist. And the thing about me, Marcus Destin, is that <clears throat> I do look to my non um People, my, my friends and family of non-color um, to, to say something. You don't have to necessarily agree with me directly. We can, dis we can agree to disagree peacefully. Um, but, you know, all I ask is, I'm not asking you to be an activist, just recognize when wrong is wrong. That's like, that's it, that's the bottom line. And yeah. so like, I'm not gonna ask you to get into politics. I'm not gonna discuss your personal whatever your personal preference is like because that really doesn't mean anything you know what i'm saying like you really mm -hmm. got to get to know people's heart and people's um you know inner workings um to be honest right. and so you know i get it i think for me the most important thing to kind of answer your question in my way is um you know the thing about doug is i always tell like i tell people like you know he's got a good heart and he he does things with you know with great intentions um and, you know, he'll be there, but everybody's not the same with their support. You know, right. Doug will support you. Like, if you need something, you tell me, and then I'll do what I can. Um, other people will feel like they have to type, oh, shoot, have to type, like, a book on Facebook in order to prove that they get it. Um, and when you talk about genuine love, you never really know. Like, I got a message from um, somebody from USD. I don't want to put his name out there, but um, somebody from USD just telling me how, you know, they recognized it and that they appreciate me. And although we haven't known each other a long time, like it was a, a worker at the university. And, you know, that, that little that little moment, that little transaction meant a lot um, because I didn't have to ask for it. I'm not going to beg for love. And, and this is not about me. This is not about the attention and saying, like, me trying to be the black friend and none of that. It's not about that. Um, just recognize when wrong is wrong. It, it's just a sad world that we live in. Things have to change. Um, it's happening during a time where literally all eyes are glued to the TV trying to get updates for one thing. And then this whole other thing pops off and it's kind of like, well, here we go. Right. So 
Um, you know, it, it's I'm one of the things I thought about today was like I'm grateful that my family is leaving. It does not mean that they can run from it because they're leaving a predominantly white area, of course. But um, it makes me feel a little bit safer because in these smaller towns, we're more easy to point out. Um, but now it doesn't seem like size really matters anymore because, it, like you said, like you mentioned before, it doesn't just happen on the east and the west coast. It's in middle America, middle of America, whatever you want to call it. It's happening everywhere now. So, right, you know, I think, just a hard week. Yeah, and and I think just to kind of echo your sentiment and, and share it with everybody just for a moment is, um, I think for far too long, the people of the Midwest have gotten away with this this nice, this niceness that they, that they, that they cling to as an identity. Like, you know, we're nice. Like, you know, well, if you need something, we'll let you know, like, we're always going to say hello. Like, I think that especially in the way I was like where I grew up, like, I think that there's a lot of that that floats around and I think we've gotten away with that for too long. And I think that that's made us blind to racism that's deeply ingrained and sewn into society on every level. So I am sad to see your family go, but I can entirely understand that sentiment of I'm kind of glad they're leaving. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Hard week. Definitely a hard week. But uh, don't lose focus. Um, for those of you that are listening, don't lose focus. Um, keep your hope up. Keep your head up. Keep hopes high. Um, mm -hmm. I was talking to my mom and we both were on the same page of we can't stop living. Um, mm -hmm. Although I do get afraid at times to go out and um, I, like I get afraid of how this little area, like regardless of how many people may know me and like know me from different and various things, I'm still black at the end of the day. Um, right. And so to some that comes with a different connotation to some, I am one of the good ones, which is a term I don't agree with, but um, I'm still black. And like, if you love me, you have to love all of me. Films in black and white is like revolves around me being black and it's mm -hmm. my identity, but the stuff that comes with that is like me and Doug, regardless of skin color, we both enjoy the same thing. Some of the same things, like, obviously we don't agree on everything. We're not like that's, but that's part of yeah. human nature. And right. so like, you know, keep pushing, keep going, um, keep fighting. Um, yeah. There's some yeah. things that I disagree with that I won't go into this because obviously this is not that podcast. As we always say, it's the, say that every it's time. the margarita. It's usually after spending a long time on a political that we, we go, this isn't a political podcast, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah, it's like the sprinkle of like uh Parmesan cheese when the waiter's not paying attention. Like, tell me when and he's like, I said, when 10 minutes ago and you're still, <laughs> Oh, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Forgot. Sorry. Um, but you know, there, you know, there's certain things that I don't agree with how we handle things um, or how things are being handled, but that's just personal preference. Um, and I, and I get it that people are in a place where they're fed up and they're tired. Yep. So yep. I have, I come with an open mind, an open heart, um, whatever, as long as you have a loving heart and the things that you say don't come off as hateful, spiteful, um, that you're not, um, denying the way that things are and the injustices and stuff like that, we can rock and we can have a conversation. But if you're going to come off rude and stuck in your ways and you're not, you like, you got a whole lot of ego coming with you. I'm cool. You can unfollow yep. me. You can't because I'm going to be me at the end of the day. So right. like, you can follow me. Stop listening to the podcast. Like just listen to Doug's half. And then like you can mute my half whenever I talk and then <laughs> his half again. But like whatever it is you feel like you got to do, I'm not going to stop being me. Um, you know, that's just the way God blessed me to be. So that's, yep. that's all I got right now. Yep. All I got. The last thing I'll finish with before we get into the meat and the potatoes is um, don't 
don't underestimate the power. I mean, I think a lot of times, and especially with the way recent, again, this is not a political podcast, but this is a political statement. Um, with the way that our most recent elections have gone, mm-hmm. people, I think, underestimate the power of one voice. Um, and while, yes, one voice may not matter on a national scale, it matters a whole fuck of a lot um, on a local level. Yeah. Um, and and, yeah. and being, being the type of person who will, and it doesn't have to be something flashy, you can just give your time. Like, it's not about what you say. I, I, I firmly believe that um, actions, are lou- actions speak much louder than words do. Mm-hmm. Um, talk is cheap. I think it's all at the, at the end of the day, what you're willing to do and how you spend your time. So for me, I think for anybody who is listening, if this is the inspiration for you to maybe volunteer your time in a food bank in a way to improve your community health, then that's, then that's fine. And that's what we have to, and that's, it is. And we hope things get better and we want them to get better, but it takes all of us working in one way or another to do that. Um, yeah. So, you know, don't, don't give up, don't give up hope. Um, and just, you know, figure out what you can do and what you're comfortable with doing and, and do that. But you're going to have to figure that out for yourself. So, and if you don't know how to be an ally, all you can do is try and, yep. for those, and don't be afraid. There are no real gatekeepers to tell you, yes, you're doing it right. Or yes, you're doing it wrong. Make the attempt and somebody hopefully will be there to correct you if it's wrong. I'd rather get it wrong a hundred percent and somebody correct me as opposed to me tiptoeing and getting it wrong and not want to be corrected. Like, um, if you don't know how, sometimes I don't know how to other communities at need, but all I can do is just be myself. And sometimes I have to just shut up and listen. Like, I don't know the things to say. I don't have the right words and I don't have to make a post. Like sometimes I just don't talk because I don't feel like it's my space. And that is also just as powerful as saying as somebody else who can say something and change the world. In my opinion, that's always going to be my opinion. Like I'd rather you sit back say and admit like to yourself like i honestly don't know what to say this is wrong if that's all you got to say cool um and 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 that's it you know what i'm saying if you don't know how to be an ally just attempt make the attempt it's better than not because we need allies like we're we're always going to be people of color um the disenfranchised like all of us like anybody that falls into that that category are always going what's up everybody we need to take a moment to talk about this week's sponsor Have you heard about Anchor? You haven't. Let me tell you, it is the easiest way to record a podcast. What makes it so easy? Well, first off, it's free. So right out of the gate, that's a plus. Second, it's got great tools to make creation and editing from your phone or computer super, super smooth and super, super fun. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And finally, it's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you want to make the jump and start your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, back to our show. ...to be in a position where we feel like we're always talking. But when you all, when sometimes with those with privilege or in, the, in whatever, whether it's a male privilege or whatever the case may be, um, say something. Sometimes it just echoes a little bit louder sometimes and it goes a little bit further. So, yeah. Sure. So this is going to be a really weird transition, but movies are a great opportunity to... I don't know why I did this. I don't know why either. I, I was why like, I microphone. Um, but this is a great opportunity for us uh, to kind of use movies as a little bit of a distraction. This movie was this week was really, really good. Before we get into the movie and kind of giving it a rundown, we like to just kind of highlight some movie news from around the world. 
uh, I guess the United States, whatever. Um, so we're this week, we normally would have done a top two. We wanted to give a little bit more time to our previous topic. So Marcus, what's your, what's your big story this week? You know, my, down to one, my biggest story this week, um, which actually broke maybe a couple hours ooh, this morning. No, last night. I think it made. It I think it was this night. morning is when I saw it, but may have been this morning. Um, either way, broke within the last twenty four hours. Henry Cavill has just signed on to do multiple, um, to continue as Superman basically, but it'll come in a package of he'll be doing cameos. So kind of imagine what the Incredible Hulk was doing, except um, with Superman. So he'll appear. So this was already something that was already in the works, which is why I believe Henry Cavill was just so quiet this whole time. Um, but essentially where you could see him they had a list of movies that actually was he's predicted to be in and so they talked about shazam 2 he's not going to be in black adam but he could be in shazam 2 as a major movie role it's either and these roles are either cameos or they're like a like a um assisting role like the next character in there so but he just won't be like man of steel 2 it'll be he'll be a assisting character but they said that he can either appear in aquaman 2 um shazam the next Suicide Squad movie, or which I thought was really interesting, the Batman, which is the next, the one with Robert Pattinson. So, you know, I think they're going to go off of the successes of um, this Zack Snyder's cut, and they're yep. going to see how well people receive Zack Snyder's version of Superman because they always wanted to bring him back on on the on the big yeah. screen. So this is the time to do it. So I thought sure. that was pretty good, and it's a multi movie deal. So. He's back in blue, and I enjoy Henry Cavill. Uh, he might be one of my fate. He's a good Superman. We haven't seen yeah. him do much with it um, yeah. because of everything that has happened with DC, but he's really good, so I enjoy it. I really like Man of Steel. Like, I thought yeah. that was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I would agree with you. I'm excited to get more from him. I think he's a good actor. Um, I really liked him in The Witcher, which was a really great Netflix series. I still didn't watch that. I liked him in Mission Impossible, though. Yeah, I mean, he's just kind of – he's been good all around, so yeah. – um, my big piece of movie news is that Sonic the Hedgehog is getting a sequel. Um, they officially announced that they're working on that. Um, wow. Again, we shouldn't be super surprised. Um, I think that movie, uh, the first Sonic the Hedgehog, I hadn't seen it, but from what I've heard, was really well received by fans and that people Absolutely. really, really liked it and that was solid. Um, I think the other thing is, is that it had a really good following behind it because uh, there was this first release of the sonic character rendering and it Scary. looked like something nightmares were made out of um and Man. so they redid it and they read and i think fans appreciate it, like hey thanks for listening like that was for dog sure. shit thanks for fixing it so um i think they have a good following so i'd be interesting to see what it looks like going forward and what they could do um once i see the first one i can probably give a little bit more in depth but thought that was an interesting highlight because everything else movie news wise and this is like a half of announcement um, is about HBO Max launching yesterday. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it, everything else is what's leaving, what's there, what does that happen? So, and we can save that for next week. But. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we should take a look at HBO Max. I asked my dad today because I didn't know how it worked. I was yeah. like, did you get HBO Max? And he was like, it's on Hulu. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know how that works, but right. we'll, we'll figure it out. So, yeah. We'll take a look at that, dive into it, kind of give you the rundown of what that looks like and sure. what's up there uh, maybe next week. So, yeah, yeah, it'd be really cool. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this week's movie is The Lovebirds, starring um, Issa Rae. Issa Rae and the oh, I watched it yesterday. The man's name. 
Kumail Nanjiani. Sorry. Yeah, I just didn't. I knew it, but I didn't want to mispronounce yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Name? I left it. I left it to Doug. Yeah. Um. You know how I know it? He's mm-hmm. a, he did stand up, and I listened to it a couple times, and I just remember the announcer saying his name. Uh, the announcer's not going to get it wrong. Um, good point. Anyway, um, so that was our movie for this week. Um, I picked the movie, so I get to pick the grading scale that movies are evaluated on. Okay. Um, I believe that this movie is kind of a like an action rom-com kind of okay. a little bit is the best way I would describe it. So I'm going to give you, so I'm going to kind of use rom-coms and as sort of my, like, like my range. Okay. All right. So the best sort of romantic movie that I've seen that I really, really like is Kevin Smith's chasing Amy. Um, it's a okay. great movie. Um, I think it's a, it's well done. The script is awesome. It was just a really well done story. It's got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and Jay and Silent Bob are in it. So it's in Kevin Smith's universe. Um, and it's really, really good. And if you haven't seen that, I strongly recommend it. The, the, the bad side is where people I feel like are going are gonna to come for me again. And I don't think they're going to come for me in the same way that the Scientologist and Rick Ross came for you. And well, the Rock. They you have a way of making enemies on this podcast. I just I, 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 yeah, we're getting the Snyder Cut released and we're alienating ourselves entirely from modern Hollywood. Um, I really just have never liked Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I've never liked it. Oh. It's never been my favorite movie. Okay. It's one of those where I'm like, God damn it. Like, it's just, <laughs> it just bugged me so much. You know what's funny? The, the the funny thing when you say when you say that title, it's not like I'm upset, but I'm also like, oh come on, that was like a that was a thing. Like it was, right. it was all right, it was okay. I mean, it was okay. I just there's I just never I remember watching it and going like, ugh, I just yeah. I wanted it to be over. So yeah, it's never really been on my like top ten list. Um, and I think it's also because at that time. Like that was when like Brad and Angelina Jolie were like a big deal, and I the was hottest like, oh, things in Hollywood. Fucking over it, and I was like, this is just annoying. Brad Jolino. Brad Jolino. Um, because what was the other one? Jennifer Aniston and who was the other one? No, it was, he- no, it was it was Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. I thought. Yeah. Then he left. Jennifer Aniston. They met on that set, and then Angelina Jolie and Bradley got Brad but Brad Pitt got together. See, Something. I didn't know. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, um, so yeah, so that's my range. That's so on the good range. end, chasing Amy. On the bad end, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Is there a middle? Is there a middle movie for you? Like a middle rom com of, you know, I really like the movie Love Actually. Is that uh, who is it's, that? Who's in that? It's um, it's it's kind of like a British movie. It's got um. Bill Nye, the guy who plays um, Bill Nye the Science Guy, Davy Jones. Oh, whoops! That nope. British that British actor. Um, and then it's got Hugh Grant, and it's got I'm trying to think of some other names. It's got Alan Rickman who played Professor Snape. So it's an English movie, like so. It's got a lot of British actors, and it's set predominantly in London. Um, oh, but it's really good. Like I really, really like it. It's a sweet story. Yeah, people consider it a Christmas movie because it kind of happens around Christmas. So mm-hmm. um, you might see it peak its head up more um, when the calendar turns to December. Okay, it's two movies I haven't seen on that three movie uh, yeah. range. So I need to go probably go watch those. Yeah. Probably go watch those. Okay. Yeah. 
So, uh, The Lovebirds um, is about an hour and a half. It was really short, actually. Yeah. I was genuinely yeah. surprised when I saw the runtime. But, Marcus, you usually give us a rundown. Give us the synopsis. Give us the Marcus Destin synopsis. I bet. So, boom. Here we go. Um, basically, what you got in this movie is you have these two um, – you have this couple. Um, and the movie – hold on. Put a pause in there. When we okay. give a synopsis, what kind of synopsis you want? You want a synopsis of the whole movie or just a rundown of the whole movie? I think talk like main plot points. I don't think okay. – because I think it's like we're going to give a synopsis, then we're going to do – you know what worked, what didn't. Okay. Whether we I always like to. I never know what the what the fans yeah. want. You know the faithful yeah. five. If you, you know want, fans, okay. faithful five fans, give us a recommendation. You know, you know, tweet us, get at us, let us know what you think. All right, oh, that's a tweet tale. Um, so, boom, here we go. Love act, uh, love actually, Jesus Christ. Um, boom, lovebirds. Here's what happened in lovebirds. You got these two people, right? They fall in love at the beginning of the movie. The movie starts off with them having a hookup, okay? They come they come out the door. They kind of feeling each other after the hookup. Obviously, it was bomb as hell. So, you know, he's looking at her. She looking at him. He like, yo, we should just go catch something to eat. Whole video, front, the front of the movie is a montage, all right? It's a montage of them falling for each other. Boom, bam, boom. You can tell it's all heaven. It's peaches and cream and kisses and cookies, all right? What was that, four months later? Four years, four later. years later, four years yep. later, they're still living together. And now, it, of course, it's an argument. This scene opens up with an argument. They're arguing over little things, but the arguments are funny because I, well, I'll, go into, I'll go into that later. They're arguing over little things um, and, and it's just a thing. So on their way to this party for both of their friends, right, um, they're going their way to this party. Um, they're fighting on the way. As they're headed to the party, they break up with each other in the car. He's like, damn, this, you know, this wasn't working. She like, yeah, this wasn't working for a long time either. I was like, all right, boom. So then all of a sudden they hit this person on the bicycle. Boom, hit the person on the bicycle. He like, oh man, they get out, check on the guy. He's like, oh man, he gets up, he goes, they get his phone, he keeps going. They keep going, they're like, man, is everything okay? This guy comes out the woodwork, says, oh, I'm a cop. You know what I'm saying? I got to use your car. They go, they say, oh, no, get him, officer. They chase him down, chase the guy down on the bicycle. He hits the guy with the car, runs over him like five times, okay, and then gets about the car, um, and he gets a phone call. Oh, here's the sirens, and he jets off, all right? They get caught in the alleyway of where the dead body is, the bicyclist, okay? Get caught in the dead body. People catch him. They start running. They go, whoo, they take off because obviously it'll, it's going to look bad. So they take the off. The running noise is perfect. Oh, you know, I, I, I try my best. Um, they take off, and then the whole movie is just surrounding the fact of them trying to figure out this crime as well as figure out and maneuver their relationship um, at the same time and kind of go back to why they really fell in love with each yep. other. Um, and really, that's that's really the whole synopsis of yeah. the film. Yeah. Yeah, I'm spot on. Yeah, I mean, it's thank really – I mean. If we had to boil that down, it's really a uh, yay. I don't have sound effects like you do. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hook them up today. I was. Um, it's really like a. I mean, it's really a. It's really. I think the. It's almost like the murder and trying to figure out what that's about is an afterthought, yeah. and they spend more time. You spend more time really exploring these two, trying to figure out like what their relationship is all about. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I thought your synopsis was really, really good. Um, so for me, I think getting into the next thing of like what worked and, and, and how things went, I got to be honest, I really think what worked for this particular movie was 
I really think it was written genuinely well. Yeah, um, I, I think that the plot was really, really solid. Um, there were several things about the, just the beats and how it paced itself. It didn't go too fast. It was believable that this happened over the course of a night. And I mm -hmm. thought being set in New Orleans was perfect because from what I've heard, I've never been, but that, that city's always bumping. There's always something happening. Yeah. So I thought that the setting was really good. I thought it was really well written. Um, and overall, just in, I really liked how the jokes delivered. And so, um, yeah, shout out to the writers. Thought this was really kind of put together well and, and pieced together well. Yeah. I will say, um, for my thing that was good, I think, first of all, I'll tie these two in together, representation. Um, representation is very important for me. So I think that the two lead actors being people of color, and then also the pairing was not a usual pairing. Of, it wasn't yeah. like, um, you know, a black woman, white man, or vice versa. It was like, yeah. you have this... Mm, Indian man? Yep, correct. Really sure. Indian man. I don't want to get it wrong, rather. Um, I think it's funny, actually, but that's okay. Okay. Um, and, and then you have um, Issa Rae, who's a black woman, and you have this interesting pairing of a couple, which you don't typically see a lot, not on TV. Um, but then outside of that, the casting, I thought, was very well, just of, once again, kind of going into what you just said, the execution of the jokes. Um, what is what is his name again? Kumail Nanjiani. Nanji. I'm going to call him Nanji. Nan okay. Nope, I'm gonna call him Nanjiani. So Nanjiani, I don't, I don't know if. Hey, whatever you gotta do to get through it. <laughs> I'm struggling here. Um, Nanjiani, um, the way that he delivers his jokes and his monologues that he goes on are just very <laughs> out there. Yeah. But the way that, he, and then the, then you look at the way Issa Rae delivers her jokes and the way that she delivers her acting schemes and her cadence of things, yeah. they paired with each other well. Yep. Um, and I think that they made jokes about the way that they talk and about the jokes in yeah. the movie as yeah. well. So I really enjoyed the casting as well as the actors um, for just, it was just very good chemistry between the two to execute yeah. this movie. I thought it was really good. Yeah. My favorite joke in the whole movie was they're in the diner and he's looking at the milkshake thing and he's like, <laughs> why did they bring this? Yeah. Yeah. And you say like, oh, we made extra. They don't do that in any other thing. It's not like, oh, we made some extra spaghetti. Here's the rest of the plate. Like, they make you the exact amount. Which, so. which, was, which was a good point. And then when they get in the car, she's like, oh, look, let's not do this milkshake monologue thing again. Because you're doing the same thing about the lighter, the cigarette lighter in the right. car. So right. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I thought that was a, a really good joke. Um, other things I liked about the movie, uh, I thought the suspense was really, really good. I mean, um, I think some of the turns that it took was really, really interesting, um, especially whatever that masked party was. <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. Um, yeah, so I really kind of appre appreciated some of the twists and turns um, that the movie took over the course. Um, I think if I had to isolate it, though, into my favorite scene, okay. I think my favorite scene was when they actually get to the party of their friends. Um, oh yeah yeah and i think the thing that really moved this plot and this discussion along um, about the relationship and where they were at um was when she said oh we we broke up and her friend is like oh really why like you guys she was like why not we were fighting all the time and it's just like yeah but you you always seemed really really solid and you seemed like you had a lot of chemistry in the um, I think she even says what the sex was really great. Like, um, so I think it was just interesting because he's on the other end trying to like size up this dude mm -hmm. um, he's jealous of. 
Um, and I thought it was just a really interesting scene in a really interesting setting and thought it was really good that moved the plot along. So, yeah, I, I have to agree that that was probably, that was the it scene for the movie. Um, yeah. uh, probably probably one of the best scenes in there i think if we're gonna go trying to isolate a scene i think the way that first of all this scene was great because they both found out a perspective about each other like yep. you never really know how somebody thinks of you until you hear it from other people right For sure. and so the guy keith was like no she talks about you a lot like you're a good guy like you know she you know she really thinks highly of you and yeah. all of this and the third but and the crazy thing was they just never told each other so, right. and, and I think that that's really, you, you make these assumptions about um, your significant other or even your friends and be like, well, you know, I think highly of this person. That's why I make the decisions that I do. Little right. do you know, this person thinks so highly of you. They're making other decisions and y'all yeah. are just kind of missing each other. And yep. so I thought that that was pretty dope. But I think my favorite scene was the one where they actually turned themselves in. Um, yeah. and the, and the police chief is like, we've been looking for you all night. No, the camera, you know, the camera footage said that y'all didn't do it, which is in any other movie, my mind has been so conditioned to know they have to run. This is the right thing to do. Yep. But the reality is no, there's a lot more technology available that could prove you innocent right. than prove you guilty. So right. I thought that was pretty good. Well, especially like in a city, like in new new Orleans where you have, you know, during Mardi Gras is just a yeah. shit show. They have cameras everywhere. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's what I got. So, some movies, I mean, after what we've had to deal with, with the coronavirus, and this has been how it's impacted the movie industry is pretty interesting. So Universal and other theaters are making this whole movie. I really yeah. just, I think after, um, I think you made it, said it best. I think what this movie is, is it's just lighthearted and fun. Yeah. Um, and there's really, I mean, yeah, the topic is a little serious because it's about a breakup. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think overall, it's just a lighthearted, fun movie. Yeah. Um, I, I think, and this is an interesting question I have for you. Okay. Um, so obviously this is about a relationship that is perceivably not working. Mm -hmm. Marcus, do you believe that a healthy relationship is, does, is, do you think they had a real healthy relationship with the way in which that they were operating? Yes. Okay. Why? Well, not in they weren't operating in the correct way because they just weren't communicating so no in that right. sense but yes they had a healthy relationship because yeah. everybody argues yeah um and the funny thing about about that was their arguments always revolved around do you really think we can win the amazing race like right. and it was <laughs> and that was the whole start right. of, the, of the movie uh you know what i'm saying and so right. Um, I think that I think that if you can communicate with your significant other or your friends or whatever the case it may be, yeah. and although we don't know how, so sometimes we don't know how to communicate, um, I think you make the attempt and you just be honest because they had to find these things out in the heat of everything of like, yeah. you never believed in me and da, 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 da. And he's like, no, I've always believed in you and I've always loved you. And that's why I feel this way about things. And so, yeah instead of finding these things out in the heat of it all where it yep. may be too late um or your life is on the line or whatever the case may be like if you can find a way to articulate these things you know however couples are because everybody communicates differently however you communicate things i think that was yep. fine i think they just argue over things and sometimes arguments get so petty and so mundane and redundant that you just be like, I'm tired of arguing about the same shit. But honestly, it just takes one conversation yeah. to change the argument and everybody yeah. would be maybe not okay, but yeah. better than what they were. Yeah. 
Their silly arguments reminded me a lot of Brittany and I, like the whole, you really think we could win the amazing race? Because I'll say shit to Brittany sometimes where it's like, fuck, what was, I mean, I'm trying to think back. She's like, oh, I remember when COVID started, I said like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, burpees for everybody who died from COVID just to try to recognize it. And she goes, are you sure that's a good idea? I'm like, yeah, I can absolutely do that. Like there's shit like in that. In the world? What? In the world? No, just in the United States. I would have been, I would still be doing them if it was the world. That's the um, But yeah, I said that, I said that shit and I do that all the time. I'll be like, I bet I could pick that up. Yeah. Like, like, and I just say things yeah. to her and she's like, you're ridiculous. So I think that that just kind of exists. But yeah, I agree with you. I think that this is, I, I think the relationship was healthy. I think their communication probably could have been a little bit better. Um, but yeah, I thought that was just an interesting thought on it all. And just to hear your thoughts. Um, do you, what, anything about this movie you didn't like? What didn't, um, let me see what I didn't like. I feel like the scene okay first of all the the scene with the senator and yes. his wife yep seemed very random i understand oh, yeah. but it was just like it never connected back to anything of importance outside the fact that they were at the major orgy like yeah. well outside, another side another... of that i didn't uh, i didn't get that and then what the group was about maybe the, i wasn't supposed to dive deep into that group but yeah. they kept saying the name and the name seemed pretty important but Nobody ever was like, the cop at the end didn't say, oh, we know about this group, such and such and such. They do bop, 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 and they're involved in this, that, and the third. I would have right. been like, got it. But instead, right. they were like, you assume that it was one senator involved, so everybody who has a mask on is obviously a big wig because there's a senator involved. Right, yeah. But you have to honestly think about that. If you don't take that kind of context and be like, oh, okay, I see that. Obviously, this is like a... Illuminati type sex orgy big group thing. So that was one thing. I, I, you know, whatever. The scene was funny with the bacon grease and the horse. That was funny, but um, it was just yeah. felt like it was it was missing yeah. somewhere. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I I completely agree with you about the whole like Illuminati organization. I think they could have easily. I mean, it was only about an hour and a half. So I mean, they could have easily extended it five minutes to just maybe some quick cuts or maybe there's. They found that symbol somewhere else. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, I just feel like there could have been something else there to explain. I mean, I suppose the 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 scene where they were in the, the frat apartment mm -hmm. um, and all those kids were stuffing pictures, I suppose that was supposed to kind of give you the sense that these were bigwigs. Uh -huh. But I think it just, it, when movies are, when the subject matter was like primarily their relationship, it yeah. seems like that detail got lost. And if it's not important, then why do it? Is yeah. I guess my, my question. Um, because otherwise, I mean, all they did was just infiltrate a people, people who get off on having sex in the theater. Like, there's, I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's nothing, there are no stakes here yeah. for the blackmail. So you're kind of saying like, oh, well, they must be important. I don't yeah. know. I just would have liked to see maybe something else like. But it was the same thing with the bicyclist too, though. Right. Um, cause we never got any more information about it. The cop was like, that was my friend. And he, yeah. He they said he did. He got greedy or whatever the case may be. Right, he was my business also, partner. Yeah, they was like, um, the only person I ever trusted was Sharonda or whatever. And I was like, who the hell is that? And I was like, it felt so random. But right. maybe that was the joke. But I just felt like yes. it was some missing pieces in there. Like, what did the bicyclist do to violate 
things to get him killed. He never got his name. He was just called Bicycle for the entire Yeah, movie. well, no, I, I thought, well, maybe they didn't say it. I don't remember. Maybe they didn't say it. Maybe they didn't say it. Yeah, that was just, it was like missing pieces in there, but also I get it that they're not pieces that are directly related to anything. Yeah. So I get that too. Yeah, not enough for it, I think, the movie to be ruined, but I think that if we, had, if I had done it differently, I probably would have, I don't know, I would have put something else in there, maybe just a, not like blatant exposition where someone like looks at the camera and it's like, this is why this is important, but maybe just a couple of scenes to try and bridge that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think something that could have been really cool is if they had done, as they're getting ready to go out, you could almost have had like, as the credits are going, like sort of a shot by shot, like they're getting ready to go to their friend's apartment, the bike guy on the bicycle's putting all his stuff to get on his bike, mm -hmm. and then that's how they sort of meet up. Like mm -hmm. that kind of been a would have yeah. been a sequence, but I think anything to try and just offer a little bit more information would have been helpful. So, yeah. but once again, with it being a film, I think this was supposed to get released in the theater. I think it might have um, been. I mean, it was a it was a Paramount movie. Mm -hmm. So I think it was perfect for Netflix, though. To be honest, oh, yeah. um, an hour something quick to watch if you just want something. Now, if you would have put this in the movies, I don't think it would have done as well with the context and the thematics of the movies like oh right. you wasted time putting this on the big screen but netflix i felt like this was perfect for netflix i could even do a little sequel um nothing too much longer yeah. but you know it was cool it was cool yeah. it was enough to turn on if you wanted it to be we watched it uh two nights ago on tuesday mm -hmm. night um we watched it in the house just on a tuesday night but if this was like a random friday and i was like what do you want to watch and this came up i'd be like absolutely so yeah and i will say that this movie was like this so my here's the last thing I'm gonna say that didn't work, and this is the, my my main beef. I got Netflix. You and I are gonna have a conversation. Sit down. So here's 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 the conversation between Netflix and I. Turn your goddamn auto trailers off. <laughs> you Turn can off. do that. You can do that. You can. I think you can. I think you. Oh, I think the they have a feature like that. Yeah, I think you have to Google it. Okay, I'm gonna have to Google that because that trailer gave away 98% of your movie. That's like, true. And, cause, and I know that because Brittany started watching the trailer and she like, when the trailer got done, she was like chuckling and she looks at me and she goes, okay, we gotta watch this now. Like she was like super hyped about it. And I'm glad she was, cause we watched it together. But it was one of those things where I was like, God damn. Yeah. Like that whole scene with the horse and the bacon grease. I was yeah. like, all right, well, this was I all. I know how this is. Yeah. So here's the thing. I didn't watch the trailer. Didn't watch anything about it. Yeah. And I didn't know any of that was happening. But okay. my thing about the autoplay trailers is they're loud as fuck. Turn them yeah. down. They're louder than the actual movie is. Like, I'll yeah. go, and even while I'm strolling, if I sit on something too long, it goes, and now, welcome to the theater. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what's happening? Like, this is stupid. Like, turn it down or turn it off. Yeah, do you know how hard it is to, like, keep the movies quiet when we're watching a movie upstairs and one of those stupid trailers comes on? I'm like, the mm -hmm. goddamn kids are going to wake up. <laughs> music's in your face and someone's screaming at me. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, well, I'm going to Google how to turn that off. Stay, mm -hmm. stay tuned for that one. Yeah, let me let uh, us know how that goes. Yeah, I will. Uh, anything else to say about just what worked or what didn't that maybe we missed? Um, no, I, thought, I think... It's a like as a final rundown of the movie. Um, I think that it's a very fun movie for me. It was, I was telling Doug it was very lighthearted. It was a good pick me up, mm -hmm. um, very good pick me up after the week. 
um very good something just to pass the time as well if you just want yep. something to watch something that you don't really really have to pay attention to but you know still a good film uh you know it's 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 good you yeah. know it's good i don't want people to overthink and be like no this is a this is a it's an oscar award-winning movie comedy it no, no it's not i don't think it's meant to be that it's a fun film it's very good um what's one of the things that don't work for me and this is just a personal thing um his voice god his voice is yeah. it can get annoying after a while and i was just like oh god it's but, really like so one of the things i watched him he was on silicon valley and uh, Brittany and i just got done streaming all of silicon valley um and his voice is like that all the time mm -hmm. and even on his stand-up cd i think that's just how his voice is yeah. um, but it is kind of nails on a chalkboardy oh. um he is going he is cast in the eternals so i'm curious to see if his he is voice, Yep, he's cast the Eternals. Um, and by the way, he got super yoked for that. Like he, he got, did. Yeah. He did. Yeah. I saw so that picture. Jacked, I saw the before and after. Yeah, I think so jacked at one point in time, he was the I saw like a news article. This is gonna sound like I read Playboy for the articles, what I'm about to say. But what I'm saying is is there was a I saw something on like Twitter that he was trending as like the gay icon on Pornhub or something like that because of how in shape he got. That's so like, random. Very, very random. I realized very, very random. And I realized that I've dug myself a hole here that I may not come out of. I think it's um, fine. I just think that more what was more random was the trending. The tight the title yes. was trending. That, yeah, that's it was just really, really random. But um but yeah, so I think that that's kind of a, um, I hope that I'm kind of curious to see if he'll have that still that high pitched sort of like whiny crackly voice for the Eternals or if he has to, he has to, yeah. I don't think there's a way to change that. Maybe you don't give him as many, as much speaking parts. Lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind so. of standing there. Mm -hmm. uh, now hold on. There is a rumor flying around that Amazon is considering whether or not to buy them out. And so I, I don't like that because AMC, Amazon owns enough shit <laughs> that, that they don't, that they, I don't need them to own something else. Um, but it does fuel more fire and give more context into the previous news that I talked about, which was their battle with Universal um, by not agreeing to put their movies in the theater um, and not agreeing to wait like others. Um, you know, it could kind of put them in a sticky situation, a very sticky situation. And the biggest thing that's being caught in the stickiest of situation is the next James Bond movie, which I'm really excited for, yeah. um, is a universal film. And currently AMC is saying, fuck you. Like you, you said no to trolls world tour that could have put some money in our pocket and could have made things easier. Mm. Um, well, fuck you. I'm not interested in your James Bond now. Somebody will pick that James Bond film up, so I'm not too worried. But, I'm not um, either. Like, like, it sucks because I I literally grew up in AMC movie theaters. Oh yeah. Um, like that was that was that's actually my preferred movie theater. AMC, no matter where I go, it's the one I'm most familiar with. Yep. Um, it's I'm not trying to make it too nostalgic, but it does feel like home. I mm -hmm. remember watching Spy Kids three in that movie theater. Like, there's I used to go to the movies a lot, a lot, right. a lot. Um, just between my uncle and my grandmother. That was always the play, like sneaking McDonald's into the movie theater with my grandmother, like yep. that kind of thing. Like, I'm pretty sure that's why cargo shorts exist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because whoever made those clearly went to an AMC, saw the prices for the food, and yep. was like, $6 for snow caps? I'm going to sneak in dots for $2 that I got at the Walgreens. Yeah, exactly. Like, yep. 
and and it's funny because everybody kind of has that same kind of story, you know, those same yeah. kind of experiences. So mm-hmm. to see AMC in this possible fall is scary. Now, yeah. point number two. I'm going to give point number two by posing a question. Okay. Who's going to run the world first, Disney or Amazon? <laughs> I don't know. Um, to be honest, I, I don't mean, like that. It's a little column A and a little column B. I mean, I think, I, I mean, Amazon's whole financial strategy has been from day one of we don't care if we operate making money for our shareholders. Eventually, if we acquire enough shit, we will. And so they're playing the longer game on it. But Disney controlling so much nerdy fandom that touches so many, pushes so many people's nostalgia buttons. Um, I mean, think about it. With one Disney Plus subscription, you can appease the Star Wars fan, Simpsons mm-hmm. fan, and original Disney movie fans mm-hmm. in one fell swoop. Mm-hmm. And that's all you have to do. You push that button once, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Amazon probably will own it first, given the fact that they are not just entertainment, but they're most consumer goods. Which is so fucked up. Like Yes. Although yes. it's convenient. Yes, it's convenient, but damn, you sell your soul for convenient. You know what I'm saying? Like... Right. Have an, everybody's house has an elect. Well, for the most part, everybody's house has an Alexa. Mm-hmm. Has, yep. has a f- Amazon Fire Stick. Has a uh, Prime. Yep. You get Prime order. I just got a book today from Prime. So like, hey. yep. This is the world that we live in. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so, it's it's going to be interesting to see who gets there first. I do agree. Right. Yeah. I think Jeff Bezos got shit up his sleeve. He's already involved in the government oh, somehow. Yeah. I don't know all of the in and outs and involvements of Disney, but I'm sure yeah. it's up there too. Well, and if I can just really quickly get like, just kind of speculate and maybe make this smidgen of a political political podcast for a second. I think that it is an extremely empty gesture. I appreciate, I appreciate Amazon released a statement on Facebook today of the, like 12 different organizations that they are giving money to what I would love that support, you know, the black lives matter movement and just equality for all in general, like that they, they announced that today and you can go to their Facebook and they can say like, these are the ones we've chosen to donate to. Mm-hmm. You are a multi-billion dollar company. Billion. Why don't you say, Hey, if your city doesn't fix their police problem, we're not going to ship shit there anymore. Damn. Or maybe if your if your company can't if you're you know if hey Minneapolis and I'm from Minneapolis and love it if you can't fix your shit I'm going to build a distribution center somewhere else. Use your economic power to influence change because it, when you own so much people will respond to the green which is sad they will respond to making money before they'll make, before human lives, which is shitty to say, but it's an unfortunate reality of the system. I just, I feel like their involvement runs too deep politically. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. As great as that would be, that typically is the thing to hope you because right now we're living in a moment where if you don't say anything, people will rebel against your company, mm-hmm. right? Um, but if you do say something, you've kind of played it safe. Yep. Um, and you give some money to a corporation and stuff, but to make like Ben and Jerry's, Ben and Jerry's made the best statement, I think for me. Oh yeah. They, in, in big white bold, I don't know what font that was, but like defeat, like white supremacy. They said it bold, some state. So, and I said that to say some companies are bold about it. Some companies are more vague about it. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not ever mad that you donate money to nope. an organization, nope. but if you could do more, right. um, blacking out a Spotify playlist and going on Spotify and them having an all black playlist for the day, that's yeah. great. Right. But, but it doesn't, I mean, and again, I, where do we go from here? Right. And it, it, all it does is the skeptic in me, like the person who's a little bit cynical mm-hmm. goes, all right. Like, cause you know that people are going to vote with their dollar. And right. so right. you saying, I'm going to pledge. And again, the NAACP needs money. These organizations need money to work. So I'm not trying to like bite the hand that feeds them at all. I'm just saying big business should be careful that they're, that, that they're, that their message comes off as genuine. Otherwise I'm going to be very skeptical yep. of, of it. And I okay. think, and I said this to Brittany today, I said, I love, I love artists and I love groups who come out and take a statement. It makes me love their art more, mm-hmm. but it's something about when it's a business, when it's somebody like Amazon, there's just something about it in the back of my head. That's like, I don't know this, this, this something about this valid. feels sleazy. sleazy. Yeah. Yep. yeah. The yep. last thing I'll just say quickly going back to the AMC thing is that they are the biggest movie theater chain in the country. And I think what worries me more about it and the article that I kind of pulled this from is mentions is that, look, if, if AMC can't make it, like what other, what other movie theater company, what other movie theater folks are going to go under business? Right. I mean, if they can't, what the fuck? Right. If they can't go, if they can't make it, who else can? Um, I'm thinking about the movie theaters like Cinemark. And I'm yeah. thinking about like the ones where you can like Cinebistro. I don't know if you've ever been to one of those where you can eat inside the movie theater. Oh, yeah. They're always called something different, but right. like those dollar movies, like dollar movies won't exist anymore necessarily. And those were always like a hot commodity too. Um, what it does mean though, is that if the big business model doesn't work, mm-hmm. and this is a shout out to Vermilion theaters and an opportunity for them, if Cinemark and AMC can't get it done, they should look at this as an opportunity to swoop in and right. say, right not only do you not have to drive to Sioux City or Sioux Falls or Yankton to see a movie because they've gone out of business, now you can come and see a theater, a, a movie oh, theater at home. Damn, you're absolutely, and you better give motherfucking Vermilion Theaters the money so they can add more screens and add more rooms and expand their building yep. because they got a bigger community to serve. Community's getting bigger and bigger right. and two theaters ain't gonna hold people no more. Right. You know and so right. support your local theaters. This is very absolutely. important. Right. I mean, Damn, I forgot the one in Yankton was an AMC inside the mall, right? Yep. Damn, there's done. Yep. They're gonna I mean, if they go out of business and they can't make it, suddenly people who are driving out to Yankton because it was a bigger theater, mm-hmm. they're gonna be pushed into Vermilion and they those will start to catch on. So start building that habit now and, and start sorting the support in your local theater because yeah. it's you're gonna have to whether you want to or not in a Shout minute. Shout out to Vermilion. Shout out to the to the Coyote Twin Theater. Yeah. Shout out to Vermilion Theaters. Keep doing what you're doing. Damn right. Um, that's all that I have for movie news. What else you got? Anything? That's all I got. Listen, listen, y'all. There's a lot going on in the world. Okay? There is. Make sure you. It is okay to distract and enjoy yourself, and still listening to movies because a soundtrack can make or break the flow, the feel, um, the the just all of it of a movie. Tone. Yeah, the tone of the movie. Because if you play the wrong song, yeah, you play the wrong song behind the wrong scene, you've thrown me off, and now I'm going to be thinking, what the, f- why did you play that song right there? Right. 
yeah think so about that song as it was originally performed because mm -hmm. the original hit me with your best shot is like hit me with you like it's much more upbeat it's the same song same words but an mm -hmm. entirely different tonality for what the composition of that scene is so yep. yeah yep. completely agree i think that 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 they did a good job with that and that's mm -hmm. something i definitely passion up too so cool. um, yeah, great catch great catch um, um great so where do we go from here what do you recommend you recommend our view uh, recommend people see it high recommendation um okay. not well hold on hold on i'll give it a if we're, if we're on a scale of one to five i yep. give uh i'll give you a four okay. a solid four okay um actually one of, i'll give you a solid three it's something great to watch um to pass the time yeah it's nothing you have to watch um, okay. to keep up with anything or to feel like I got to go rush to go see it. Um, yep. I think it's a great movie just to kind of watch. You feel it. You kind of like it. Will I rewatch it? Probably maybe once. Um, yeah. Just to catch some things. Maybe I didn't miss some lines that I may have missed. Right. But I would recommend everybody go watch it at least once. It's a yeah. good DC film. It's a solid DC film. Yep. Great casting. Um, it's a good storyline. I think the acting is also pretty good in it as well. So with that, I'll give you a three and a half of maybe a four. Yeah. I would probably agree with that. Like three and a half, I think is probably where I would put it, where if you got time and you, it's a Saturday night, you don't have anything going on, throw yeah. it on because it's yeah. entertaining. It's a fun watch. It's a fun ride. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's got enough redeemable quality to be worth watching um, and yeah. to worth enjoying. I do think that it's probably one of those for me that I probably wouldn't go and rewatch again mm -hmm. unless it were on TV. Um, yeah, because it's like you can once you see it once the the plot line is kind of ingrained in your head and it's yeah. uh, unless you're watching for trying to see if you can find things in Gotham that are mm -hmm. maybe referenced or maybe find things in other characters that are referenced and try and pull some of that stuff out. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. So, cool. um, good film. You want to say about the movie? Um, I don't know. It's a good film. You can rent it. Uh, I believe Doug and I watched it the same way. We rented it on Amazon for five ninety nine. You yep. can also find it in your nearest red box for about two ninety nine, maybe three dollars. Uh, if as long as you turn it in the next day, twenty four hour rental. Um, <laughs> because if you don't, Thanks they're going to charge on how red box works. Listen, red box will charge the fuck out of you if you don't return that damn DVD. Really? I'm, yeah. Oh, what? If you just try holding a disc longer than the 24 hour period, they will charge. It's like $17, like for like a late fee or like if you don't return the disc, like they make you pay for that shit. Like it's crazy. But, um, why the movie? Rightfully so. Right. Just fuck. But yeah, go, go, um, rent it from your nearest Redbox. Go to Amazon Prime. You can find it on videos on demand, whatever it yep. is. Just go watch it. Give it a, give it a chance. Yep. Yep. And, and let us know if we're right. So yeah. If you watch it. Shoot us a line. Visit us on Facebook. Check us out. Let us know if we're right. So if we're wrong, yeah, say we're fuck you. You're wrong. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. That's because we already we already got your listen, so it doesn't really matter. So you can say fuck you. You're wrong, and we'll be like, cool. Just keep listening. <laughs> yeah, that's all we care about. <laughs> that's all we care about. Cool. Awesome. Uh, well, that's uh, that's it for this week's episode. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in. As always, we're anywhere where you get your podcasts. Please drop us a line like subscribe leave us a comment give us some feedback um we love to hear from you we love to make changes um and that's how we all get better so uh check us out and stay healthy stay happy wash your hands and wash your ass it's hot 
You don't need sweat running down the crack of your ass and got to worry about the coronavirus. Why just kill two birds with one stone? Wash your hands, then wash your ass. Preferably, wash your ass first and then wash your hands because of the just the, the motion of, of how you wash things, okay? It's very important. We're going to make wash your ass stickers. So that you can wash your ass. ass. Because how many reminders do I got to say, I'm still smelling you. That's the problem. I need you to wash your ass. Yeah. Don't linger. Why the fuck are you lingering? Put some deodorant in the crack of your ass. Just one swipe. Just swoop right there. It's a prey. The emancipation of Harley Quizman. That was the most flat delivery after that noise. It was like, beep, 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 beep. Birds of prey. Birds of prey. There it is. That's much. That was much better. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you. I had to put on the sauce. Yeah, we're gonna be watching Birds of Prey. Um, for those of you that watch this episode and want to keep up with us, okay? Um, you can go to your Red Box. It is available in your local Red Box. Um, you can finally find it on video on demand. It's real cheap. Yep. Um, yep. five ninety nine. I think bad. was the last time that I looked. Not bad at all. And Red Box is usually like three dollars, two to three dollars, two to three dollars. So. Nice. Um, watch it with us. When you watch this episode, drop everything you're doing. Watch it with us. Then watch it again. Keep some notes. Uh huh. We're gonna come back to you. We're gonna hit yep. you over the head with a movie review, as we always do, and we're gonna go from there. Yep, that's what we're gonna do. We'll do it next week, same time, same place. Um, right. In the meantime, take care of yourselves. As always, wash your butt. Wash your ass. Wash your ass. And I, you know what? And your, and your hands. I think you just need to say that. I'll say hands. You go with ass because you do it better. Hey, you wash your hands. Me. It's important. Okay. And wash your ass because your ass stinks from time yep. to time. And it's important to get in the cracks and Especially crevices. Heat, baby. It's getting hot. It's, it's get, getting yo, hot. it has been hot outside. It's been like 90. It was like 100. I literally hopped in the car. It was 100 degrees. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And that's all. You know what that tells me? Uh, gotta go home and wash my ass. I have to. All that sweat and booty juice dripping down that shit. No, go wash your ass. Shit rolls downhill. So does booty juice. And so does sweat in the crack of your ass. Wash your hands and wash your ass. Oh. Anyway, take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. And we'll talk to you next week. You better wash your ass, too. I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be mad as hell. <laughs> wash your ass. Um, I thought... One of the things that annoyed me was Mookie, actually the main character. Okay. Um, it, it just felt like more of a nuisance than a connector. I thought he was supposed to be a bridge sure. between Sal's and the community, sure. but I felt like that he was not that. Um, he yeah. had responsibilities. He was ducking and dodging the, the, the whole thing with his um, baby mama and his, yeah. his, his child. It seemed yeah. like an addition that didn't need to be there. Um, he frustrated me throughout because he wouldn't do his job. He was leaving, all that kind of stuff. So for me, I think main Buki as a main character, yeah, um, either could have been developed better, or I don't know. He's just missing something. Like yeah. he kind of felt unnecessary at, at a lot of moments. I definitely felt like he was a undeveloped common thread. Yeah, it was definitely something that was there. He, he was almost the person who was leading you around the community to be like, and now I'm going to go here and you're going to see this person. Yes. You have no relation to the person driving the boat. You have the relationship with the people in the yes. scenery. So I agree. I think, especially since the movie centers around the main question mm-hmm. of, especially when the mayor says, listen to me, doctor. And he goes, what? He goes, make sure you do the right thing. Got it. Got him out of here. When that, that moment, I mean, that's setting you up for the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I felt like there probably could have been a little bit more ethical development on it. Um, I think, I don't know, it, like you said, I think that there was just something missing. I agree with you. I think Rosie Perez played the hell out of this. Um, and I think the casting is something that I loved. But I definitely found, I found that reoccurring relationship a little annoying. Yes. Just a little. I mean, especially since I think that there's so much more to... I felt like there could have been more development of their relationship, specifically the fact that Mookie had a son. You didn't, you didn't quite connect that until, you know, a quarter to a half of the way in. Um, so I just felt like there was some opportunity, some missed opportunity there. But I also recognize that, you know, this movie covers a lot and it can't cover everything. So I'm not upset about it. There being some undeveloped stuff, but overall, um, yeah. 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 Uh, what about you, Doug? Did you have anything bad? To be honest with you, no. Um, I don't think that there's anything like like I mentioned. I think there were a couple of points, and I think like you said, there are a couple of points where I think that there were some missed opportunities. Um, but I, I mean, I really have a hard time saying anything bad about this particular movie. Um, I think a lot of it really, really worked. Um, it was hard seeing Martin Lawrence um, not yeah <laughs> acting like a kid instead of being. I mean, we watched a movie and we've reviewed a movie with him now so it's it's definitely weird to look back on it but um yeah i suppose so i will say this smiley i'm curious about the choice to make him mentally um handicapped like to to have that that mental handicap i'm curious about that choice um and i'm curious about that because i i felt like he could have been I don't know. I just, that's just me spitballing. If I had to pick and nitpick at it, I think there were moments where I was like, is this a fair representation of people with a mental, a mental handicap? Um, and are they just doing it to stereotype it? Or are they doing it because um, it's a fair representation? Well, funny enough, that character actually wasn't in the original script. Um, Interesting. Great Smiley actually was like haggling um, Spike Lee for a role in the yeah. film. And then that, that character was created. I would imagine that maybe, and I want to say this not trying to be offensive, but sure. so much going on, but you see Smiley in, in the most simplest form of the world. It's like you're looking at it right. as a kid. Right. Um, sometimes a, a kid will give it to you just as black and white as it is. Right. Sometimes we as, who are supposed to be mentally impaired or whatever the case may be, um, and adults or whatever complicate right. way more than what it is. When sometimes sure. you do need a smiley to, at first there were moments smiley gets it. He ain't yeah. that. He's not that mentally impaired that he um, sure. doesn't get it or miss what's happening. And then there's sure. he's breaking down the knowledge to you in its most basic and simplest form. That people kind of just shoot him off. Right. And, and I think that 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 kind of says a lot. So I, I want to feel like it's uh, if I'm stretching, then I'm stretching, but. Um, I feel like that, that may be a purpose for his character in this film. No, that's a good point. I suppose you can't, it's, I mean, especially with the nature of what's happening as a, from a, like a, a story perspective, it's hard to, to put a kid in good conscience in that situation. So, I mean, maybe you're right. Like maybe that's a plot device to say, this is pretty simple for everyone to understand. You should boycott cells because there should be representation up on that wall or, you know, it is that simple to understand how important these two figures are and you need both the Martin and the Malcolm in order to, to really fight, um, fight, fight the oppression and, and to make systemic, systemic change. So 
I don't think you're stretching. I think that's a that's a good observation, to be honest with you. So one of one of my bad things, and it's not long, but the only other thing that I had was I wish that they would have dived into the relationship that Sal had with Mookie's sister. Oh, I'm there, so glad you brought that up. Yeah, it, it you see the oversexual, you see the sexualization of black women and yeah. the fetish, kind of a fetish ish yes. thing that you hate the black men, but you love our black women. That yes. kind of thing, right? So I wish that um, maybe I missed it, but I wish they would have dived more into it because he tells Mookie, you're like a son to me. But the yeah. way he treats her when she wa- when anybody else asks for extra cheese or anybody else asks for anything extra, no. Sal was like, absolutely not, or it's $2 yep. or get out. For yep. her, it was he sat with her while she ate, customized made her something it, special. made her something special. He was like, well, I just want a slice. He goes, no, 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 I'm making you something special. Yes, yes. Yep. And, and made it himself, sat with her, told her how beautiful her eyes were, how big her eyes were. And you could see it. You could see yeah. it in Sal's eyes. And even Vino, his son, noticed it as well. I was, uncom- like, I was uncomfortable just yes. observing that scene. Yeah. Of essentially, it was almost, it felt predatory yes. in a sense of this, 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 this white man is basically, I felt like he was trying to take advantage of her. And it just... It felt so. He was real extra sweet on her. And it felt gross. It felt gross, for yeah. lack of a better word. It just yeah. felt gross. So I'm glad you brought that up. That yeah. was. I would have liked to see some more development there. But I do think the points you made of like you see Mookie earlier in the movie, he tries to add cheese. Sal takes it away from him. Mm-hmm. But then the the difference of it being when when Jade comes up, it's. I'm making you something special. Your yeah. money's not good here. Yes. And it's just, yeah, it was just a weird situation. And then to put Mookie in such a hard spot of, you're not coming around here anymore. Like, yeah. I don't want you here because he picked up on it almost immediately. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Cool. Hey, everybody. Got to take a brief break in the show to plug the local favorite Vermilion Theaters. Now, we here at Films in Black and White love Vermilion Theaters, but we want to make sure that you understand all the things that they got going on. So, right now, you can rent a mental break from Vermilion Theaters. You pick a movie, a show, a video game, and you can have the auditorium all to yourself for a few hours to just relive the glory days of going to a movie theater for a hundred dollars you and 25 of your friends or family can enjoy a little time away from the world or a little time away from the house depending on how your uh rona season is treating you but check it out look them up um you can just give them a call directly or you can go to verm culture v-e-r-m-c-u-l-t-u-r-e dot org slash rentals for more information well i mean usually this is the point where we talk about the ugly right and we ask the question um is it worth the price of admission or i paid three dollars to watch it for 24 hours amazon um so is it worth the three dollars to rent is it worth watching um and then i'll hear your answer and then i actually have a follow-up question for you as well okay um so for me the ugly um and just kind of add another level to this i think the ugly truth right put on, put on words the other truth is this movie is still so fucking relevant to this day. Yep. Yep. And you can watch it and you can still see that not much has changed sure. um, in a long time. And the things that we are talking about that kind of now we're getting more change. This yep. has not been a thing that has just happened within the past 10 years. This movie came out in 89. Right. And it let you know, like, even before that, for them to make this movie, experiences have had to have happened to inspire 
to show the inside living of like these communities and stuff like that. So it's like with you, this movie will always be worth whatever price. I paid the three ninety nine on um, YouTube. We watched it together, had great yeah. conversations off of it, and just to see how relevant it was. I think movies like this will always be worth the price of admission, not just because I'm black and it's a black. Well, yeah, just because of that. Cause fuck that. Um, I'm black and it's a black director. <laughs> and it's a black movie and it, it, it represents right. my community. But um, just outside of that, it's a good film. It's well written. I think that it's it's you take the time to sit and watch it. Very much so worth the price of admission. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's absolutely worth the price of admission. And I would even say a step further for um, if I can speak on behalf of white people for a minute. Um, I don't like to speak for us a lot, but I'd like to speak for us in this moment. I say this is mandatory viewing, to mm. be honest with you. I mm. think if you consider yourself an ally um, and you haven't seen this, um, I think it puts into the context for the exact point that you made of this isn't just the past 10 years. This has been going on for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you're going to say, well, I watched Selma and now I get it, I think you have to say you should then turn around and watch Do the Right Thing because it's so fundamentally, like I said, that ability to actually involve the viewer in the community and make them feel invested in its characters and what's happening to everybody. I think the power of that and then the payoff at the end, I think it's a mandatory viewing for, for most people who are um, interested in this work and looking at sort of the history of this particularly systemic problem. Um, I think there are a litany of un we didn't even begin to scratch the surface, I think, of some of the things that are present here. I think that there's a whole segregationist conversation we could have about yes. who owns what. And because there's this there's this conversation through all of it of like, that's theirs, this is ours. We need our space and yes. we need them. Pino says, we need them to have their space and we need to be in our space. And that segregationist approach of like, we don't mix. I just think there's a whole, there's a whole unscratched surface of this that you could spend a good, the better part of a week really like unpacking all of the things in this particular movie. So again, absolutely worth the price of admission. Great movie. Could not say more positive things about it. Here's my question. And it's my follow-up question for you. One of the things that Spike Lee reported when he kind of came after this is he said that several, that he's having this bullshit conversation with people still even to this day of people who watch the movie and then ask him if he thinks that he felt Mookie did the right thing. And the interesting question that he gets this from is when he talks about it, he goes, it's usually white people that I get the question from. And black people don't even bring it up. They don't even ask. They just say, did Mookie do the right thing? And so I want to ask you from your perspective, is that a question that we should be asking? And two thoughts on that whole conversation of the end of the movie centers around Mookie and this fundamental choice that happens in the last 20 minutes, just general thoughts on that question and the notion of, you know, like you said earlier, like when the shit hits the fan, you support your race, right? Like, so I'm just kind of curious of your thoughts on that particular question. I'm never, should you be asking that question? You have a right to ask whatever question you want to. But I feel like that the reasoning that you ask that question is because you feel like somebody may have done too much yep. when somebody else may have felt like they have not done enough. It goes right. back to the protesting and the looting and all of that. Like, 
Do you yep. feel like all that is necessary? And the answer is based off of how we've been treated for so long. Mm-hmm. Yes, burn yep. the motherfucker down. Yep. Um, there's moments that I disagree with, not outside of Mookie, like when they're raiding the cashier, the drawer, the cash drawer. That was yeah. something that I disagreed with because I feel like I'm, I'm going to burn this shit down. I'm burning all of it down. I'm burning like, all of the money included. Like, yeah. I need to let you know a message. Yeah. Mookie throwing the trash can into the building, I think, was the separation of the conversation Sal had prior mm-hmm. of Mookie. I'm going to change this place into Sal and Sons. And Mookie, you'll always have a place here because I've always considered you a son. Yeah. When, when Mookie is standing with them in mm-hmm. front of the store after yep. Radio Raheem dies, and he steps down, and it's like there's, there was the three of there was the four of them, then Mookie leaves and grabs the trash can. That is, the, that is where Mookie was the bridge between the community and Sal, and he has yep. to pick a side. If yeah. he to stay with Sal, that would have said a lot about Mookie's personality, Mookie's character. Yeah. Because fuck this job at the end of the day. I watched Radio Raheem get killed because, and even Sal had to admit, he, Sal tried to point the blame and was like, no, it was bug-eyed, it was bugging out, and bugging out, you know, that young man came in here and saw the problem, but even at the end, when they were throwing the money at each other, Sal looks at him and he's like, so what are you going to do now? Are you going to take care of yourself? And, and, they, and you could tell that Sal, that once again, it's that moment of that fight between Sal of like, Sal may not be a complete racist. I don't know how you do that. You may, he may have, he have this moment, right? There is generally no racism light. So. There is, no, no, there is no, there's no giant racism. <laughs> just a, so, it's, it's pizza with just a sprinkle just, of racism. A sprinkle just of a little bit, a dust, a fine mist yeah. of racism. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Um, but um, you see that there's this moment where he genuinely does care about Mookie. Yep. Um, and so did Mookie do the right thing? Yes, Mookie did the right thing in my eyes. Because I have this challenge of, I feel like there's this moment where because I do so much at the university, I'm going to have to pick between my identity and the yep. university. If yep. something happened at the university where it was, it affected my identity or the people in my community, and yep. I'm still going out there hosting games and all of this other shit and mm-hmm. emceeing and, and being this cheerleader for the university and telling people, no, university, it's time to pull the fucking rocks, and my people are hurting, then that puts me almost in this coonish, like, oh, I don't give a fuck about my people because right. of this spotlight that the university gave me. No, fuck that. If it boils down, if it ever came to that, my decision is clear. Right. Like, I have to do that because I'm going to have to do the right thing for my people and for me and for my own morals and values. Right. So, and I yeah. think even in a sense it did, right? I mean, if we, if we flash backward, and I don't want to talk about work because fuck work is a podcast. Um, if, if we want to talk and flash backwards a little bit, like it did happen. I mean, if you if you think a little bit, and it happened in a very uh, a very sort of okay way of like, and, and this is just from my perspective, observing you and others is you were a prominent voice dealing with the strollers fallout, which we all seem to have forgotten about after because of the COVID. Right. That happened. Like, yeah. and it was like you you definitely stepped into like no no no, I use my voice because my people are hurting and this is bullshit. Right is and it's a this phrase is ingrained in my memory, right is right and wrong is wrong. Yeah. And I, and that's just, that's the way that I looked at it. So I think I agree with you 
Um, I think my perspective of it's a bullshit question to ask. Um, I think, like you said, I think people are asking it because, well, was it okay for it? Was it the right thing to throw the trash can knowing that it was going to result in Sal's being burned down? Sal's was a symbol of oppression. Um, you have a you have a an entire wall of white guys act watching predominantly uh, people of color eat food. If that isn't a your your supervisor and your surveyor is is watching everything that you do, that that symbolism is very very clear. It had to be burned down based on what happened because regardless of Sal's intentions, like you said, it's hard to have racism light. But regardless of his well intentionality his actions and his catalyst resulted in the death again yeah. of yes. an of a of a young black man um at the hands of the police um because it got escalated to that point when it could have been a get out or I'm calling the cops and everybody would have scattered it was it there were there were 300 different ways you could have handled that situation with Radio Rahim um it, you didn't have to whip out your bat and just get so frustrated but I think like it the theme of the movie, I think the heat got to everybody, but that's what happens when you let the heat get to you, is you, you got to be really careful and conscious of it. So I, there's no question to me, he absolutely did the right thing. He had to stand with his people and he had to stand with the representation that he felt was the, in his own identity, which is the most important thing. So throwing the trash can, whatever happens, he needed to be able to express himself. And the best way you can do that is fuck this place. Like I'm, all, I'm out. So. And still went to go get his money and Sam yeah. And I feel like, I mean, everybody has a boiling point, right? Yep. I think that's the point of this, right? Yeah. Individual, as a community, whatever, everybody sure. has a boiling point. At what point is it do you stand beyond um, your role in something and that you just right. stand for something and that you, I hate to do this fucking thing, but that you just do the, do the right thing? Right. It wasn't, a, it's, it's about doing the right thing, not doing yeah. the comfortable thing. And we right. have to get out of that fucking mindset of I'm only going to do what's possible or I'm only going to type on Facebook and not really pick a side or whatever the case may be. Like, at sometimes you're going to have to pick a, a side and determine that right is right and wrong is wrong. Right. And you're going to have to determine which side of history you want to be on. Absolutely. And I can't make that decision for you. Okay. And I think for the average well-intended white person... I'm not going to judge you for picking comfort, but I am going to make note of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm making one of the things for me, in my identity with everything going on, I've been making notes. Yeah. I've made notes of, of everything um, of uh -huh. people, uh, and the words that they choose because mm -hmm. although you may not directly say all lives matter, when you say one race is, we have one race and that's the human race, that's the same damn thing. It's, it's so many different variations that I watch and I look and I notice and, and, yeah. and keep it. And I, it'll come a time when my little book will come back up and I will look at my book and say, no, you weren't there to ride when it was time to ride. Yep, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Any final thoughts on the movie before we close out the review? No, I suggest everybody go watch it. Pay the three yeah. not doing nothing this weekend. Watch yeah. it on YouTube. Watch it with the family. Um, I think even Apple the last weekend, it's a part of Apple, like, will roll out. Like, you can rent a free movie from them. So I was busy over the weekend, so I didn't get a chance to rent it. But, I mean, just watch for times where this comes up. Um, I think one of the benefits, the unintended benefits of the bullshit that's happening from a 
from a race perspective in our country is that we are getting some of these movies available to watch for free. And I think people need to take advantage of the educational opportunity. Cause like I said, I think this is mandatory viewing for yeah. most folk to, to kind of get the historical context, everything. So I wanted to do start doing better at being better at this. So um, we have, this was the movie that we watched is do the right thing directed by Spike Lee. You can stream it through Vudu, YouTube, Amazon prime video, Google play movies and TV and iTunes for only three ninety nine. So yeah, Go ahead. I want to start doing better at directing people yes. towards where it is that we're watching things in case that you want to watch it and spark the conversation with us. For sure. Yeah. And participate. Let us know. Like, are there things that we didn't notice? Um, check it. I mean, we're on Facebook, Films in Black and White on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, just just, just tag us of you watching the movie. And then if there's a question maybe we missed, um, we can start off our next episode maybe covering some of those questions or things that maybe we missed. So... Um, Marcus and I are pretty active um, social media wise, so well he is. I'm getting better. Um, finally, finally. Yeah, trying to. Get, I don't look like a Russian bot anymore. It was um, a great picture of Harper today eating the mashed potatoes. And yeah, like, I'm trying. Fire C- coming up, but yeah. we'll engage with you and have this conversation too because we want we want this to be more of a community thing anyway. So um, let us know what you think. Marcus, before we close out the day and before we give our weekly reminder, anything you want to plug or anything that you want to talk about that you got coming up? Um, I can say it now. Max is on the way. I got okay. out on the way, so that's going to be so much fucking fun. We're actually recording that while I'm down here. Um, cool. So I'm kind of going on a business trip on the second half of the trip when I get to North Carolina. Um, but that's that's always fun. I do want to say um, arrest Breonna Taylor's mur- murderers. Um, I do want to say rest in peace to George Floyd, rest in peace to Breonna Taylor, rest in peace to Ahmaud Arbery, Um, Black Lives Still Matter, even though you may not be hearing it on your timeline or whatever the case may be, but you best believe you're going to hear it here from my mouth. So, um, yeah, I I think that that's that's pretty much it, Doug. I think that's all. Um, I can't really think of nothing else. Okay, cool. Uh, Here's what I have. Um, Practice what you preach. You don't, you don't get to, for the most part, and this is semi-work related, but people don't get to pick and choose when you decide, and this is very relevant when you do the right thing. Um, and just like I'm going to notice when people say, do, say something and how they say it and the way in which they choose to say it, I'm also going to probably more than likely notice when someone says it's really important to treat people well, I'm going to notice when you start treating people like shit, especially if it's going to be me. So... Um, my thought on all of this is just, just you, you don't get to pick and choose. You are, I, I know we're films in black and white, um, and I understand life is more areas of gray, but to, to take one from Marcus's book, right is right and wrong is wrong, and there's really no dressing it up or calling it anything different. Um, and so I would also like to echo the sentiment of black lives still matter, um, and it's unfortunate that they haven't mattered. Um, and I hope that, that the change that's started to come and the protests that have been happening, I hope we get to a place where we can start to get to some points of healing. Um, I'm committed to trying to make myself better and to educate and to read. Um, I've been trying to do the same. I bought some, it sounds weird, is this a method to fight racism? But I bought some books for Harrison um, that talk about representation and identity and doing the best for others. There's a really good one called 
um, I think it's like Bri- Brianna's Kitchen or something like that. And it's about this girl can't eat. And it's a kid's book about how the other girl feels bad that the girl she plays with can't eat. Doing the right thing. I'm just trying to start where I can about looking out for people wherever we can. So just do what you can with what you have, with where you're at. Um, that was fire, though. That was good. So, um, oh, as always. Yes. Wait, this is what I got. Um, okay. that, was, that was absolutely fire. Okay. Um, keep an eye out on our social media channels. Okay. Follow us on Facebook, Films in Black and White. Follow us on Instagram, Films in Black and White. Because we do drop content weekly. Sometimes. Oh, yeah. I'll be late on shit because videos don't upload. Wi Fi be, you know what I mean? I'll be out of town and shit like that. But YouTube sucks. We'll upload. <laughs> we still are going to upload. Um, Doug has started a fantastic Saturday series with his wife. Um, um, Brittany, who, you know, shout out to goddamn Brittany because she is just super small. Um, but they have, we have our snack time series on Saturdays where you'll get various recipes to watch with your movies. They did a great Asian popcorn that I think a lot of people actually tried out. And it's did. good. Um, so if there's recipes you want us to go ahead and post on the page, let us know that. We will have weekly reminders of what's coming up on the podcast. Videos sure. usually drop Monday. Podcasts usually drop on Friday. I keep an eye out on the page. We also do on Sundays news you missed. So if there's anything that we didn't cover that you felt like we should have covered, go to our story and it is like a newspaper of various news, comic, pop culture, yep. movies, all of that good stuff. Okay, so. Sure. Go here. We ask questions. Ask the questions. We're going to interact with you. And more, and more importantly, sign on for the movement. Like, if you subscribe, if you, if you like, you comment, like, you're committed to where this is going. And let me tell you, there's nowhere this is going but up. Um, this is going to be a big thing. And wouldn't you like to be the guy at the end of the day that says, I remember back in the day when they were just recording in a basement where they had to do their shit via Zoom. You know, we all remember that. That band is like, oh, I remember when I saw Kanye West play a small venue in Chicago. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to be that guy? Or yeah. do you want to be the guy that's like, oh, now that he's big, I like him. Mm-hmm. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. That guy fucking sucks. And you know what else about that guy? That guy doesn't wash his fucking ass. Absolutely not. He that lets guy. all that crust and dirt and fungus that, build up. That's and... fucking nasty. That person, that person does not, because I'm, I'm not really making a guy thing. That person <laughs> does not wash their ass. Okay? Just wash your ass. It's that's not it. hard. It's not washing your ass is right, not washing is wrong. Plain, plain simple. It's easy to do. I don't give a fuck if you use Old Spice. I don't give a fuck if you use Dove soap. I don't give a fuck if you use ah, what's some other soap out there. You can use the generic great value goddamn soap. Yeah. Just wash your ass. Body wash, bar of soap, it doesn't matter. Get a lo- loofah, washcloth. Don't use your hand. Just wash your ass. It's not hard. Don't, Just do it. It's very hand. easy. Run the soap down the crack of your ass and <laughs> wash. That's it. I'm gonna try and get crack to your ass as a ringtone just to see what people do. Yeah, but, crack, crack your ass. Yeah. But anyway, yes, wash your ass. Not hard information. As always, thank you for joining us for films in black and white. Um, like, subscribe, leave a comment, um, and we will catch you all next week when we break down the next movie in our more than a movie series, um, and we'll go from there. But stay healthy, stay happy. Um, and we'll go from there. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Films in Black and White is produced, directed, and created by Marcus Destin and Doug Wagner. 
Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. This week reviewed Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. We'll be coming back next week with another installment in our More Than a Movie series. Like, subscribe, and comment wherever you get films in black and white. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Films in Black and White. We will see you all next week.